Technically, the first camera mentioned in human history was in China in about 400 BC. It was a camera obscura, which means a dark room. Basically, it's a, a room with a pinhole in one wall. The outside image, people discovered, is projected into the opposite wall, onto the opposite wall, upside down, inverted. Uh, many believe that the Dutch master painters, the great detailed you know, painters of the, of the Dutch masters, used these camera obscure <laughs> to do their paintings. They project the scene onto the wall and use that as a guide mm, for the, all the rich detail. In the 18th century, silver salt photography was you know, being known. Uh, created, and then daguerreotypes, and then later, of course, film photography. Today, we have digital photography. One thing has followed the history of photography throughout the ages, and that is ghosts and ghost pictures. Welcome to Fangs and Folklore. I'm your host, Matthew Miller, expert in all things monster and paranormal and horror. I'm a horror writer from the dark and haunted swamps of Louisiana, and I welcome you to my terrifying world. Please check out my books on Amazon, beginning with Blood Feud, a punk rock vampire story. It's part one in the Gravedigger series. They are a failing punk rock band who keep crossing paths with all sorts of horrible monsters. It's horror comedy, it's super entertaining, and it's free on Kindle Unlimited, available also on Kindle in paperback and audiobook. So check it out if you please. Okay, let's do our traditional wine review as we've been doing in the first part of Fangs and Folklore. Uh, tonight, I have, uh, I'm gonna flash the label for you. <clears throat> it's a Viña Alarda, Alarde Crianza 2016 Rioja. So Rioja is going to be from Spain. It's going to have Tempranillo grapes. Crianza means uh, there's three rankings. Well, first there's no ranking, then there's Crianza, then there's Reserva, and Grana Reserva. So Crianza, I believe, is aged, um, I want to say a year in oak, and I think the next one's a year and a half and two years. I believe that's how it goes. Here's wine enthusiast notes on this wine. Lightly jammy plum and berry aromas are inviting. Punchy acidity adds verve to an otherwise full and ripe palate, while peppery plum and berry flavor show a welcome pop of tartness and vitality. Wood spice and chocolatey accents rise up on a solid finish. Well, let's take our skull goblet here and let's give that a test. On the nose, you know, it's kind of a light, light, light nose. Um, I'll give you some berry aromas for sure on the nose, but when we taste it, Oh, there's definitely a lot of strong berry there. Raspberry, uh, uh, blackberry, uh, plum for sure, jam. It is, it does have a, a pretty good strong acidity. And um, I would say that the acidity offsets the berries a little bit too much. It, it could be a fuller flavor for my taste. But it's not bad. It's pretty good. Um, they also mentioned peppery plum and berry flavors, tartness, vitality, wood spice. I do detect that from the oak and chocolatey accents, maybe a little bit on the finish. So I'd, I'd give it a, a good drinkable for sure. Fangs, Fangs and Folklore approved. Maybe not the best uh, Rioja I've had in my life, but certainly drinkable, certainly great as a table line or with dinner. Okay, so <clears throat> we're here in the Fangs and Folklore studios in the basement of the abandoned castle in the middle of the haunted forest. And I, um, um, well, you know, the wall behind me I'm sure you're familiar with now with the, the rust stains. Yeah. What about you? Have you ever taken a photo and then uh, see something weird in it later when you take a look at it? Maybe not even a ghost, but maybe some kind of artifact that wasn't there when you took the photo. Was there a human-like figure in your photo? Have you ever seen something like that? At the end of this episode, I'll ask you to send them to me if you have them. I'll give you my email. But has that ever happened to you? If so, you may have taken a ghost photograph. Ghost, uh, ghost photography really became super popular in the 1800s in the U.S., in the post-Civil War U.S., 
uh, with the spiritualist movement. These were the, the spiritualists were the people who would claim to contact your dead relatives. They'd have the table do the seance, you'd hear knocking, and a lot of them were proven to be frauds. They'd be knocking under the table with their knee, or you know, they have strings to move things on the table. Uh, certain, and, and by the way, the guy who wrote uh, Sherlock Holmes, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, was a firm believer in spiritualists and seances and ghost photography. It's interesting. Two such spiritualists were Mil William Mumler and William Hope. They would tell people they could photograph them with their deceased loved ones, you know, their dead friends and family, and would charge them for it. And uh, they did things like use double exposure to plant figures into the photos, right? And uh, things like that. And they charged people for these photos. They got super rich for doing it. Um, they were caught as frauds. In 1875, Edouard Buguet, a French uh, spirit photographer, uh, he was arrested in Paris for the same kind of fraud. He confessed. And what he would do, this is kind of creepy, actually. He would take these dolls or mannequins, wrap muslin gauze around them, and attach photos of faces to them, then take pictures with them in the background. It's kind of it's really creepy stuff if you ever find some of his work. He confessed, and the French and English and U.S. press made a big deal about it, as they should have. Um, one of the most famous spirit pho uh, photographs... Okay, so uh, in 1891, one of the most famous ones was taken at the Combermere Abbey, uh, and we're going to see that in just a moment. It's super famous, um, the, the Lord Combermere's ghost. All right, so one of the most famous photographers at the turn of the century, in the 20th century, was William Hope. Um, in February 1922, Harry Price, if you know that name, he did some of the investigation on the, the Enfield Poltergeist case. And um, basically, he proved Hope to be a fraud. And they, what they did was they secretly put x-rays on the negatives of the film before Hope took the pictures. And then after he took the pictures, uh, uh, the part with the spirit had no markings. I'm not sure exactly how it worked, but it proved that he was hoaxing. Uh, even though uh, they were proven as frauds, people like Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, like I said, still believed it. He thought, well, you know, maybe a couple of them are frauds, but the rest are true. And so this demonstrates, I think, something that's important. When you want to believe something, it's hard to convince you otherwise, you meaning human beings. We tend to make decisions with our emotions first and try to justify it later with facts and reason and logic. We're, that's just how we are. We're part reason, we're part emotion. So if you really believe something, you're more likely to think it's true, obviously, and if you're more of a skeptic, to believe it's false. Okay, these days, as you know, it's possible to fake absolutely anything with CGI, video, and with you know digital uh, image manipulation. It's possible to make very realistic and convincing fake ghost photos. There's a series of videos on YouTube where people use CGI to take pictures of, or to take video of statues in cemeteries, and a statue's head will move. It's really creepy, but it looks very realistic, but it's obviously CGI. So these days, you can fake anything. So how do we know if a ghost photograph is just a fraud, or if there's a chance of it being authentic? Uh, three ways. First, the reliability, the trustworthiness of the photographer is a factor. Second, the circumstances of the photo are important. Someone who has tons of money to make, who comes across as a fraudster and takes a bunch of ghost photos and sells them is one thing. But let's say you have a family taking a vacation. The family's never even thought about ghosts. They don't even believe in them. They take a photo and dear old deceased Aunt Margaret appears in the background. That's different. That's different. That's, that comes across as more authentic because they weren't planning on it. They hadn't even thought about it. Third, professional analysis is important. If, there, if there's any way to get a ghost photo to a photographic professional, then it can add some credibility or can spot a fraud or 
are uh, hoax. So, in this episode of Fangs and Folklore, I've chosen some classic ghost photographs to share with you, and some um, some more recent ones. In my opinion, these are probably the best that we have, the most authentic, and you'll see that a couple of them have since been proven as frauds, but take a look at those also. Um, there's so many on this list, we can't look at all of them, so I've curated it for you. Last point I want to make, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, listening, not watching, then obviously you can't see the pics as I show them, but as I describe them and talk about them, you should look them up, Google them, or write them down for later and Google them so you'll see what we're talking about. Okay, so I apologize. This episode, I guess, is geared a little bit more toward the video, but I'm not sure how else other other way to do it, you know, for ghost photos. All right, let's get started. The first uh, ghost photo we're going to look at is the Brown Lady of uh, Raynham Hall, the Brown Lady of Raynham Hall. So take a look at that photograph right there while I talk about it. So the Brown Lady ghost, okay, um, it's one of the most famous ghost pictures ever taken. It's thought to be that of a lady, Dorothy Townsend, uh, who uh, lived in Raynham Hall with her husband, the, the Viscount of Raynham, in the early 1700s in England. It's in Norfolk, I believe. And the rumor is, the story goes, she had been unfaithful to her husband, to Lord Wharton, and she mysteriously died and was buried in 1726. Or other people argue he kept her locked away in a portion of the house. We're not sure about the, the, you know, exactly what happened. But her ghost is said to haunt the, the, the mansion, is what it is especially the staircase, the oak staircase. And interestingly enough, in the early 1800s, King George IV saw the figure of a woman in a brown dress beside his bed. He saw the brown lady. Um, other people have seen her many times. And so this photograph, uh, oh, interestingly, one, one case, a Captain Frederick Marriott and two friends saw her in an upstairs hallway, shot her with a pistol, and of course nothing happened. And then they said she grinned at them like a devil in a di diabolical manner, quote. <laughs> so the famous photograph here was taken in September of 1936 by Captain Provand and Indra Shira, two photographers who were there for Country Life magazine. They weren't there to find ghosts. They were there to photograph this magnificent, beautiful old house, you know, this old manor for Country Life magazine. And this is what happened according to one of them, to Shira. Quote, Captain Provand took one photograph while I flashed the light. He was focusing for another exposure. I was standing by his side just behind the camera with a flashlight pistol in my hand, looking directly up the staircase. All at once, I detected an ethereal, veiled form coming slowly down the stairs. Rather excitedly, I called out sharply, Quick! Quick! There's something! I pressed the trigger of the flashlight pistol. After the flash and on closing the shutter, Captain Provan removed the focusing cloth from his head and turning to me said, What's all the excitement about? Close quote. Okay, so they got this photograph. This is considered by many people to be about the most authentic you can get. It doesn't show any evidence of being tampered with. It doesn't show any evidence of being double exposed or anything or manipulated, anything like that. Some skeptics would say it's just an anomaly of the light because of the flash, right? Always possible. The fact, though, that the brown lady has been seen many times around the, the, the old house, um, to me, adds some credibility. I could count this one as authentic, okay? The next one, the one I mentioned earlier, Combermere Abbey with Lord Combermere. Let me show you this photograph. It's a library, as you can see, and you see the figure sitting there in the chair. It's pretty clear. Now, this photo was taken on a one-hour-long exposure. Some of those older cameras, uh, you have to leave them on exposed for a long time to, to pick up the picture. Skeptics argue, well, okay, someone walked into the frame, sat down for a minute, 
and got up and left. If, if people did that, if they were only in an hour-long exposure for a few seconds or a moment, they would come across as kind of a faint image, right? Always possible. The thing, though, is that the photograph looks like Lord Cormormere himself, and he was dead at the time. In fact, everyone at the house was at his funeral when this photograph was taken. And um, the servants of the house all said it looks just like him and insisted that everyone in the house was at the funeral, that no one was in the house at the time. Um, you know, so is this the Lord coming back to see his library one last time? Did he even refuse to believe he was dead and go back home and just sit there in the chair? Interesting. This one, to me, can go either way. It's possible that it's an exposure, a quick exposure and an hour-long exposure. Sure. The fact that it looks like the Lord himself, though, and the servants insisted there was no one home, it adds some authenticity to it. I'll give this one as possibly authentic. All right. This next one is really fascinates me. Sir Victor Goddard, I'll call it. This was taken in 1919, okay, by Sir Victor Goddard, who was a retired Royal Air Force officer. So these are military men who, in the English military, they're not, you know, they're not given to hoaxes like this to try to deceive the public. So they're reliable. It's a group portrait of Goddard's squadron, the Air Force. They had served in World War I. And an extra face appears in the photo. In the back of the airman, in the top row, fourth from the left, you see the kind of the hazy, ghostly face of another man behind him. And everyone who took the picture said, yeah, this is Freddie Jackson. He's a mechanic who was accidentally killed two days before this in, a, in an airplane accident. His funeral took place that day. And he, so when the photograph was taken, he had been buried, and they recognized his face. He said, look, that's clearly him. It's this kind of ghostly face. You know, maybe he, um, maybe he, uh, you know, he didn't realize he was dead, or maybe he wanted to be in the photo. To me, this one is fairly authentic, because you have military men swearing on it, and you have the fact that he's already dead, but that it's his identifiable face. It's pretty, pretty amazing. This next one, boy, this one is frightening to me. We'll call it the, the Tulip Staircase. Take a look at this. Wow. So here's how this happened. This was in British Columbia, and I uh, took this photograph in 1966, a certain Reverend Ralph Hardy. He was a clergyman. Doesn't mean that he's incapable of hoaxing or lying, but maybe he's a little more reliable. He uh, took a picture of this beautiful staircase called the Tulip Staircase in the National Maritime Museum in Greenwich, England. Um, and so he didn't see anything. He developed the photo, and look what he saw. This weird robed figure, like a monk or something, climbing up the stairs, you know, holding the banister to climb up. Really creepy. And uh, Kodak people in the Kodak company did examine the, uh, the print, or the original negative, actually, not the print, and concluded that it was not tampered with. So if, you know, it's, it wasn't hoaxed for sure. We know that. Could it have been a trick of the light, a double exposure? It looks awfully human-like to be that. I think this one could be authentic. The place is known for being haunted. Footsteps are heard all the time in that staircase. And so these weird, this weird, creepy monk figure, or maybe there's even more than one figure there. It's hard to tell. The original photograph is from 1966. It's not like 4K digital photography. You know, it's film, it's dark, it's interior, and, you know, so it's a little bit fuzzy, but it's clearly a humanoid figure there with a hand holding on. That, to me, frightens, frightens me. <laughs> that's kind of scary. And I think that's a, just an amazing photograph, period, ghost or not. But yeah, that one's, I think, authentic. Okay, the next one, controversial. A lady named Mabel Chinnery, or Chinnery. This is in 1959. She was vid visiting her mother's grave. Her mother had recently died. 
she took her camera along to take some pictures, okay, so for some mementos. She took some pictures of her mother's grave, and then she turned around took a picture of her husband who was sitting in the car. And they said at the time he was alone in the car. Only those two, Miss Chinnery and her husband, had gone to the gravesite. They developed the film, and look what they see. Sitting there, kind of in the back seat, is a figure wearing glasses. Miss Chinnery says, yes, that's my mother. I'd recognize her anywhere. And that's, you know, they had visited her grave that day. Um, supposedly, a photographic expert examined it, said it's not a double exposure or reflection. The problem with that is a lot of these claim that, but you never hear who is the expert. There's never any evidence that an expert looked at it, but this is, that's what's claimed here. Now, um, skeptics do believe it could have been a double exposure, okay, of, possibly of another picture that she had taken of her mother before her mother had died sitting in an armchair. And there's a couple of reasons for that. If you look here on the, um, on the other side of the mother, kind of the side closer to us in the back seat, there's something that looks like a shoulder, but if it's her shoulder, then she's super wide and weirdly distorted. It looks like it could be the shoulder of an armchair, actually. And then second, this is, this is kind of convincing to me, the mother's collar seems to extend into the car's pillar there on the side, like it goes through it. Um, okay, if it's a ghost, I guess anything's possible. A ghost could extend through a solid object and have weird proportions. But if it's not a ghost, then to me, it's probably a double exposure. A photograph of her mother in an armchair alive. Her mother passes away. She takes the camera to the gravesite, takes this, and there's an accidental double exposure. It happened, it happened, you know, it's, it's, it's not going to say frequently, but it certainly did happen in older style cameras that used film, especially, and this was what, in 1959, yeah. So I'll give this one a half and half. Possible authentic, but also very possible double exposure. All right, the next one. <laughs> This is one you may have seen, it's pretty famous, at Boot Hill Cemetery. There's an actor, Terry Ike Clanton, and basically he is related to the uh, Clantons who had uh, duels with, the, with Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday at the gunfight at the O.K. Corral. That's his ancestors. So he takes this photo of his friend at the Boot Hill graveyard. It's taken in black and white. He wants it to look like an Old West photo. He has his friend dress up in Old West clothing. So it's a modern photograph, um, and... Uh, modern, I think it's fairly modern, like in the, maybe the 1980s or 90s. Uh, so it is on film, it's not digital. And he takes the picture and then they develop it and you see behind the guy, the, uh, the subject on, the, on, his, on our right, this kind of weird half figure, a man in a dark cowboy hat, either with no legs or rising up from the ground, which is a disturbing thought. But one skeptic a uh, man named Blake Smith from Skeptic.com, who does a, a number of analyses of these photos, he bought a mannequin, which is a half-body mannequin, and it's easily available, and it was available when that picture was taken. He compared it to the figure in the background, and he lines them up, and if you look, it kind of lines up pretty well. <laughs> Notice that the figure in the background, the sleeves are kind of slack, like it has no arms. The mannequin has no arms. The face looks the same, so he argues... It was, a, if not an intentional, like a fraud, kind of a joke. Let's put this mannequin back here, make it look like a ghost, and take the picture. Uh, certainly, it's possible then it was a staged photo. The mannequin theory is very reasonable to me. Otherwise, it's pretty disturbing and shocking because it's so unexpected and uncanny. You know, it's what, not what you would expect to see. But I'll grant that this one is possibly a, a, a practical, you know, a prank, a practical joke with a mannequin. Okay, 
the next one, the Shropshire Fire. November 19, 1995, in Shropshire, England, the Wem Town Hall burns to the ground. It's an accident. And so a lot of people in the town watched it burn to the ground and took pictures of it. One particular resident, Tony O'Reilly, O'Reilly, Riley, I don't know, uh, was one of these people who took picture of the fire with a 200 millimeter telephoto lens from across the street. So it's a zoom lens. One of the photos shows this girl, as you see, partially transparent, standing in the doorway. Uh, no one who took the picture saw the girl at the time it was taken. Uh, the photo was submitted to the Association for the Scientific Study of Anomalous Phenomena, which presented it to a Dr. Vernon Harrison, an expert in photography, president of the Royal Photography Asso uh, Society. He examined it, concluded that it was genuine. He said, the negative is a straightforward piece of black and white work, shows no sign of having been tampered with. However, <laughs> who's a little girl? Well, um, there is a young girl named Jane Churm, according to legend, accidentally set fire to a thatched roof house in 1677, early modern period. People said, well, that's her ghost there. She died in a fire. She's there in this fire. However, here's the deal. In the year 2010, a man found this happened across a postcard from the area with the, the subject of the postcard as a young girl. And he said, that looks very suspiciously like the young girl in the photograph. He examined it and it's exactly the same, the same girl, the same pose, the same clothing. This implies that it in, indeed is a fake that someone superimposed the postcard girl onto the fire girl. Um, in fact, some experts from the National Museum of Photography do say it's a fake, and they say, yeah, it's a double exposure. If not, then we'd have to say the girl's ghost appeared in the photo in the very same pose, clothing, exact face and facial position, everything as the postcard. To me, it's more likely this one is a hoax. It's a good hoax. It's a pretty famous uh, photo, but it's a hoax, I think. All right, the next one. This is one of the first uh, ghost photos I ever saw when I was a kid, and it really scared the hell out of me. It was so bizarre. I've known about it most of my life. Here's the supposed story. Two crew members of the SS Watertown, a ship, James Courtney and Michael Meehan, were uh, involved in some kind of freak gas explosion and died, okay? Buried, in this, buried at sea off the coast of Mexico. Apparently, that really did happen, okay? That's been researched. Uh, but then the story goes, the next day, behind the boat in the churning of the propeller water, these two faces appeared, like you see, following the boat. And the, the sailor said, man, that's, those are the two men who died. Look, it's clearly, clearly their faces. And just followed the boat and then um, faded and then came, came back and faded. And that's the story, that these are the ghosts of the, the two sailors, you know, not wanting to be buried at sea, following the boat. Um, now, here's the issue, though. Blake Smith, the, the skeptic I mentioned above, he did some investigating. He noted that this photo is pretty, almost certainly cropped from a larger photo. He found the original photo, and I'm going to show it to you here. Take a look. The supposed ghost faces are not actually behind the ship. They're on the side of the ship, and they're really far back in the photo. They exist in choppy seas, lots of waves, and and sea foam and um, splash. And third, they are comparatively tiny in the original photo, right? It could have been anything. It could have been pareidolia, where we see patterns and things that are not patterns. It's a survival evolutionary mechanism by which our brain tries to make patterns of things to recognize them in case they're dangerous. It's when you look in the sky, you see a cloud, you say, hey, that looks like a dog. We know it's not really a dog. We know it's just a cloud, random, but our brains make it into a dog, that kind of stuff. 
Um, if you look hard at the entire photo, it's hard to see faces at all. This looks like some churned up sea foam. And um, the photo, the face on the right actually shows some evidence of being uh, superimposed upon the original photo. Finally, the skeptic I mentioned, Blake Smith, used the photo and a, and a photo, another photo of the same model of ship and did some comparisons to the other parts of the ship and concluded the faces would have each happened to have been over 30 feet tall to appear in the photo like that. So don't you think if two 30-foot tall faces were following a ship around, it would be absolutely unmissable and everyone would have seen it and it would have made the news and it would have been clear, you know, these 30-foot <laughs> giant faces almost bigger than the boat itself? More likely, I believe, was that this was a photo taken of just a ship in a storm. You have a lot of sea foam waves, spray, you know, things like this. Maybe even some seaweed in the water. All that churning. You see a couple of spots, and our pareidolia says they look like faces. Um, if this, the men, another kind of funny point Blake Smith made, the, men, the sailors, if they said that they looked just like the men we knew when they were alive, he said they would have had to have been bald zombies with no facial features, like 50 feet tall. So it's unlikely that they looked like the men when they were alive. Probably either a fake or pareidolia. The next one, Madonna of Batros Grove, is an amazing ghost photo uh, photograph. Near Chicago, Batros Grove Cemetery, which is an old pioneer cemetery, and it's supposed to be haunted. August 10th, 1991, this was taken. The uh, GRS, GRS, Ghost Research Society, is a paranormal group taking some pictures there, this haunted cemetery. One of them, I don't know if it's Mary or Mari Huff, a man or a woman, I'm not sure, taking black and white photos with an infrared camera where they had experienced some uh, problems with their cameras cutting on and off. When he developed him, this emerged. It looks like a kind of a lonely young woman sitting on a, uh, a tombstone. Parts of her are transparent. She's kind of in old-fashioned clothing. The clothing could be anywhere from the 1800s to the 1920s, in my opinion. And she seems to be sitting there saddling on a tombstone. Um, to me, if this is real, it's kind of disturbing. Is the afterlife just lounging around bored and lonely? That seems awful, doesn't it? Um, my take on this photo is that it's a really good one. I don't see any blatantly obvious reasons that it could be a fake, a hoax, a double exposure. One thing I do notice is that she looks kind of solid and real. Um, ghosts often are very transparent. She looks very solid and very real, but she is partially transparent, so fine. I don't think it's necessarily a hoax. Um, it's an infrared photo, and the quality is not great, so it's hard to do full analysis on it. But to me, it bears the marks of authenticity. It doesn't have that weird, jarring, distinct outline of a, like a, a double exposure or superimposition. So I would say it's probably authentic. All right, the next one, we have a few more to go through. There's a railroad crossing in San Antonio that, by the way, is going to be demolished soon. And there's a legend. Uh, the legend says that some children died there, got hit by a train. And if you drive your car there and stop it, your car will actually be pushed uphill against gravity up and over the tracks. And they say that's the children trying to save you, okay? Turns out that that's been proven wrong, that it's a, an, an optical illusion, that it's actually downhill, but because of the surrounding trees and elevation, it, it looks like you're slightly going uphill, but it's actually an optical illusion. Uh, there's nothing uh, supernatural about it. It's just gravity. But this particular um, photograph was taken by Andy and Debbie Chesney. Uh, they say that their daughter and her friends had been out there, drove out there, took some photographs, you know, go out at night, take some pics. And in one of the photos, this one showed up. And they didn't see it until it was developed. 
It looks about like a little girl, she said, possibly carrying a teddy bear. This one I'm not sure about. First of all, it's pretty clear that the car's bright lights were on. Look at how bright they reflect against the railroad crossing sign, the X. Uh, could it have been just lighting reflecting off of moisture in the air or just moisture on the windshield of the car? I think that's kind of likely. Also, you know, it, it, I don't know how to describe it. The, the ghost looks distinctly different from the rest of the photo. The outline is pretty sharp. It looks like almost like it's 3D coming out of the photo. So I'm not sure about this. I could believe that this is a, a hoax or a, some kind of a weird trick of the light on the moisture, the headlights. Uh, maybe that one's unresolved, but I'd lean more toward it being some kind of just natural phenomenon that our eyes, again, pareidolia, make us think is a ghost. This one's freaky, the Newby Church ghost. 1963, Reverend K.F. Lord at Newby Church in North Yorkshire, England, uh, takes this photograph. Um, and the, he says the church was empty. He takes a photograph of the front, the altar, and this horrid, <laughs> you know, um, this horrid kind of figure in robes and a black hood over his face, really scary, uh, appears in the photo. Now, he insists, the Reverend Lord insists that nothing was visible when he took a snapshot and that it's real, uh, but this figure's there. And this particular uh, church doesn't have a history of haunting or anything. Those who analyze the picture have made a couple of points. Number one, they say it's almost too good to be true that the ghost is right there looking right at the camera, although I would argue if, there, if ghosts exist, why wouldn't they look at a camera? Second, they calculate by measuring the figure against the altar behind it, it would have had to have been about nine feet tall. Which is, which is disturbing. Um, so, um, so uh, then also, the distinct outline of the figure, look how distinct the outline is, how much it looks like a photo, you know, imposed onto another photo, like a double exposure hoax. You can't prove it, but it has that weird out of place look that a genuine ghost photo doesn't have. It looks like the thing's jumping off the, off the photo like it was put there later. Uh, I know an Anglican, Anglican priest made the claim, and I'm not saying priests can't lie <laughs> or play, play jokes or pranks. Uh, it might add a little credibility to the claim, but this one to me, I don't know. It, it looks like a double exposure. Um, okay, this next one, though, is, is pretty interesting because it was taken on a Polaroid camera. I'll explain what that means. This is Robert Ferguson, who was like a, a guy who wrote books and gave talks about psychic telemetry. <laughs> And he was giving a spiritualist talk at a convention in L.A., California. And in one of the photographs, this other figure appears next to him. And he saw it and said, that's my brother Walter, who died in World War II. Now, you might say, okay, is it a double exposure? But it was taken on a, a Polaroid. And so it makes it very unlikely that it's a hoax. There were many Polaroids taken uh, that didn't show anything. And this one particular Polaroid picture shows this ghostly figure. Um, apparently there was a way in the old Polaroid cameras from that time, 1968, to trick it to do some kind of a hack with, with something inside of it to force it to do a double exposure, but I don't think many people knew about this. Uh, modern Polaroids, there's a double exposure mode, but in the old ones, they were not, you know, they were just kind of manual. Um, yeah, it was, it was almost impossible to double expose. So that one to me comes across as authentic. I'll give that one an authentic as well as the next one, Godfather's Pizza. Okay, uh, that's a chain of pizza places that I don't know if they exist anymore, um, but this is in Ogden, Utah in around the year 2000. And um, the, the people working there had a lot of weird stuff happen. 
including the sighting of many different ghosts, a man, a woman, two boys, a jukebox that played by itself even when it was unplugged, a tile floor that would bulge up almost a foot above the ground and then later go back down, and they tore it up and there's nothing weird under it. Um, as many as 40 fluorescent light tubes, you know, the long light tubes, flew out of their boxes and smashed on the floor. Whistling was heard from the kitchen many times and no one was there. And um, the restaurant was built on an old pauper's field, you know, a cemetery for people who had no money. Uh, and so they go and take these pictures there. And uh, Mary Barentine, who was a general manager in 2000, she saw this ghost with her own eye, with her naked eye, which is unusual, took the picture and it got it on the picture. And then it kind of faded away after a few seconds. This one to me does bear the mark of authenticity. First of all, it doesn't have that weird distinct outline and kind of coming out of the out of the photo look that double exposures have. Second, there are multiple witnesses to the paranormal phenomena at this place. You know, it's not like it was one person alone. It was many people heard and saw a bunch of stuff. I think this one might be authentic. I find this especially frightening because the things that were happening at that Godfather's Pizza, those aren't hauntings of a ghost. Those are, those are the work of a poltergeist. And if you listen to Fangs and Folklore regularly, you know that I believe that poltergeists are not ghosts, not that like spirits of deceased humans, but actually demons posing as ghosts. Some of this stuff, like the tile floor bulging up, things that almost seem to defy nature, physics, are classic poltergeist signs. So this may have been something even more than a ghost, more, you know, darker than a ghost. All right, moving right along, the next one, the Decibal Hotel, which is in, uh, I believe, Romania. And... The rumor is the hotel, uh, uh, somewhere in it is hidden ancient Roman treasure. Okay, and um, so 33-year-old Victoria Jovan took a picture here at this hotel, and it seems to show this kind of ghostly figure in the background, a woman it looks like to me. She said, quote, I photographed my boyfriend in the hotel. Back home, I was shocked to see another woman's shadow in the picture. She looked like a priestess in long white clothes, close quote. To me, this, is, this one looks authentic. The ghost is in the same lighting as the rest of the pic, transparent, the same background pixelation as the rest of the pic. It doesn't have that weird distinct outline, that jumping off the page look of a double exposure or digital manipulation. Uh, and she's dressed like an ancient Roman woman would have dressed, which to me is fascinating because the hotel apparently is on ancient Roman land and holds Roman treasure. So she does look like a Roman woman. That's how they dressed. I think I'll say authentic for that one. Okay, the next one is freaky. Um, Coventry in Coventry, UK, uh, the Freeman organization. It's kind of you've heard of the Masons. It's like a holdover from medieval guilds, and they they get together and do work, charitable work, things like this. And this was a dinner event they were having at St Mary's Guildhall in Coventry, uh, a very old. Um, I think the dates back to the 1300s. That that building, and by the way, Mary Queen of Scots was in prison there for a while. So they took this picture of everyone saying a prayer before the meal. And what do you notice there? Look in the back <clears throat> left corner. <clears throat> this really horrifying figure in, I guess, a robe, a hood, maybe like a monk, um, shows up in the picture. The Lord Mayor, the mayor of the town, Walter Brandish, who was there, swore there was no one there at the time at that spot, and certainly no one dressed like that. No one could explain the presence of this person. What disturbs me about this photo is that the ghost's entire face and head are black, and I don't mean like it is a person with black skin, almost like this super dark black, like he's decomposing, and he has giant hollow eye sockets. Second, if you look at how tall he would be compared to the other people, he's a giant, you know? 
I find that really disturbing. What is that? What is that horrifying figure that showed up in this photo? To me, this one seems authentic. Nothing about it implies superimposition or double exposure at all. In fact, the opposite. He appears three-dimensional, partially blocked by the man in front of him, you know, kind of blocking part of what you can see. Really creepy. I'll give that one an authentic. All right, next photograph. Um, just a couple more. Her, uh, Hertfordshire Farm. In 2008, Dil Sandbach was taking this picture in England on a farm. Okay, he's just taking pictures of a farm. To, he's going to plan a wedding ceremony there or something like that. He finds this uh, photo, and this one is digital, I believe. T 2008 would be digital. There's this ghostly white kind of like glowing figure, what looks almost like a child, kind of peeking around a corner looking at him. Um, he says no one was there at the time. Uh, also, he showed the couple having the wedding there, the photo, and they had talked to the staff there. The staff had told them that there is a ghost there of a young boy dressed in white. They told them that before they saw the photo, before he took this photo. So there's a known ghost in that, on that farm who looks like that. To me, it seems authentic. The figure is semi-transparent, doesn't look superimposed. It looks like it's peeking around a corner, like it's shy. So that one's kind of interesting, right? Not, not maybe terrifying, but more interesting. Okay, uh, only uh, two more, two more, last two, I promise. The Pink Lady, this is O'Hare Mansion in Greencastle, Indiana. Uh, Guy Winters and his friends were investigating, it's supposedly a haunted place, so they go and explore the property. They take a lot of film and a lot of pictures, and this, this man, Guy, took a picture of one of the upstairs windows, and he finds this creepy woman in pink looking out the window very clearly. He said no one was there when he took the film. And if you look at the film, oh, it's negative. Okay, it wasn't digital. I apologize. The film had a negative, so it was, um, it was film. So, he t so the film's negative, which is the bottom right photo, enhanced a bit, shows the face looks like a skull. Look at that. It's a skull where the ghost face would be. This one, to me, also is authentic and kind of creepy because if a ghost is that of a, a dead person, well, there's a skull for you. And it appears on the negative. Okay, it was not faked. It was not hoaxed. You could argue it's a trick of the light, always possible, but that negative image kind of makes it seem pretty real for me. I'm going to give that one authentic and creepy as hell. All right, last one. Here in my Louisiana, there is a haunted plantation called the Myrtles Plantation. It's famous for being haunted. You can go stay there overnight, and I really want to do that myself at some point. My cousin went and stayed overnight on his birthday and experienced some phenomena. Um, interesting, he experienced something that he didn't know there was a puddle of clear liquid that showed up on the floor. And he didn't know this, but poltergeist hauntings almost always have such a puddle of clear liquid show up. He didn't know that. So that kind of freaked me out a little bit. But I'd love to go stay there. There's a story, a legend about, you know, the owner of the, uh, the plantation. This was in Antebellum South, so he owned slaves, unfortunately. But one of the slaves was named Chloe or Chloe. Different versions say she had an affair with the, 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 far, uh, the man who owned the mansion, that she poisoned the children, that she was hanged. Turns out there's no historical evidence that Chloe ever existed, and it's probably just a myth. But this picture is real. It, it seems to show the ghost of a transparent woman uh, dressed as a slave of the day would have dressed, and she looks like a black woman. Um, you know, one of the unfortunate facts of the South is that we had slavery here not so long ago. But it does look like it could have been a female slave. Maybe it could be some sort of Perea Dahlia because it's 
taken from pretty far away, but to me it pretty looks it looks pretty distinctly like a female slave would have looked, kind of peeking around at the camera. It's transparent. Um, I think this one could be authentic. It's kind of a famous picture. I'm proud of it because I'm from Louisiana. Maybe that's influencing my belief, but I think it could be authentic. All right, I could keep going, but there's so many good ghost photos. It would be here for hours. So let's take a brief second and talk about this ghost photography. What are the possibilities? As I always say, it's possible that they're all hoaxes. When it comes to the paranormal, it's always possible that, that it doesn't exist and that people are just tricking us. I accept that. And we know that, uh, that there are such tricksters, right? In digital photography today, we know there's a ton of fake ghost photographs, a ton of fake, fake ghost videos uh, on YouTube. Um, but if a ghost photo is authentic, why does the ghost usually not appear to the eye, but only on the film? There's exceptions like the Godfather's Pizza Ghost. But like with last episode of Fangs and Folklore, the EVP, maybe it has to do with the camera somehow allowing the machinery, allowing a ghost to manifest. Many cameras have and had electronic elements to them, even film cameras. Maybe that electricity somehow gives them power to manifest. But older cameras were completely manual. Why would they show up on that with no electricity? Maybe there's a more mystical explanation. Many cultures in human history have believed that mirrors are mystical, that they don't reflect our world, but let us see into another world that's a mirror opposite of our own, a kind of like anti-universe, if you would, that it's another world, it's the other side, the world that ghosts live in. In fact, even today, many people still cover mirrors at funerals for that very reason. Um, what if a camera's lens acts in the same way? After all, a photo is not really showing us the real world, is it? It's showing us a reflection of it, an inverted reflection upside down that the camera corrects on the print. But um, it's like an upside down reflection of our world. It's not actually our world. It's a world we see into. What if that somehow captures that other world and our eyes don't? Because we're looking at our own 3D world, but the camera is reflecting that on its opposite reverse image, something like that possible. Ultimately, it's a mystery for sure. Uh, what do you think? Love to hear your thoughts on the ghost pics we took tonight. Please comment here on YouTube. If you're listening, I'll flash my email. I'd love to hear from you. It's Well, if you're listening, I'll tell you my email. Matthew.Miller.Writer, W-R-I-T-E-R at gmail.com. Matthew.Miller.Writer at gmail.com. If you have ghost pics that you've taken, please email me them to me. I will do a follow-up on this uh, with your ghost pics. I would love that if you have any. Also, if you know that any of the photos I showed tonight have been proven to be a hoax, please let me know. Email me and I'll do a follow-up show on that. Please, please like and subscribe here on YouTube. And uh, yeah, it sounds like the castle ghosts are pretty active tonight. So I think it's my cue to head home. So thank you so much for watching and listening. As always, sleep well if you can. Uh -huh.